to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, lady friends, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Julie Graham, single boy mom to one crazy little man. Oh, he's crazy, but he's also adorable, Julie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm... <laughs> uh, did his other day, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm Darlene Brock, and I am the mother to two adult daughters who are now... One already has a little boy, and the other has a little girl that will be here soon. Yay, so fun. On today's episode, you're going to get some very practical mom advice, and all the moms raise their emoji praise hands. So today what we're unpacking is how to get your kid involved around the house, to make him or her a little more responsible for his or her own space, how to get them doing things that you need to stop doing. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. And y- you want them to do it when they're small, because ultimately you want them to do a whole heck of a lot more when they're 14. So you got to start somewhere. Exactly. So I have a almost five-year-old. He's going to be five here in a second. I recently, I had to sign him up for kindergarten. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Did it freak you or are you okay? Well, what freaked me is that I thought I had already done it. So that was awkward. (laughs) Like I thought I did it a few months ago, which apparently that was step one of a two-step process. Uh-huh. So they had to call me, um, Mrs. Graham, we just want to remind you that you're supposed to <laughs> sign Lincoln up for kindergarten. And I called them back. I'm like, I went, I did it. And they're yeah. like, no, you did the first step. We sent you something in the mail. I'm like, oh, I don't read my mail. I'm, I'm sure I have it though. I'll find it. <laughs> if anyway. you text her, they'll get, she'll get it. <laughs> exactly. Text me. Send me a DM on social media. But <laughs> as that happened, I thought, okay, he is starting kindergarten and I'm still doing a lot of things for him, but he's going to have to like go to real school and do things on his own. It's time to step it up. Yeah. And your goal is to teach your child to be responsible. Now, every single child is different. How you do it will vary a little bit, and there is no perfect plan, but the ultimate goal is responsibility. So you got to start with what they're going to do around the house. When you suggested this topic, I thought, ooh, this will be good because I would like to stop being the one who does everything, and I need a little bit... I need a little bit of a kick in the pants to one, believe and fully embrace the idea that he can probably do a lot more than I think he can. And, you know, just a little bit of grace to encourage me on how to make that happen without uh, being mean mommy. Yeah. (laughs) And also to do it in a way that he can be excited about being a little more involved in the home front. Yeah. And you need to start with remembering nobody wants to do chores. Do you want to do chores, Julie? That's so true. No, nobody wants to. So don't expect your kid to go, oh, yay, rah, I'm ready to join in. Um, (laughs) It doesn't really come easy, but it is necessary. That's true. We have to teach them to do things that maybe they don't want to do, but they'll be glad when they're done and they'll reap benefits when things are taken care of. The house is tidy, you know, they're prepared for the next day and so on. So, I mean, you've sold me. I'm ready to learn all the things. I just don't really even know where to begin. Okay. I think you start with what you do. They will do too. You've got to, as in everything, Julie, you start with the precedent and you take the assumption that Everybody in the family participates at some level. Why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they participate? Yeah, I say to Lincoln all the time, he'll be like, Mommy, can you carry this? And and I'm looking at my 
arms that are already loaded down with 15 items and my hands each have four in them and he's holding nothing or maybe his Mickey. And, <laughs> and I remind him, well, you've got two hands and so you need to be responsible for some things. Mommy can't do everything for you always. So you're right. Almost just making that phrase of everyone does their part. We all do something is part of kind of creating that culture of everyone does a little bit. And instead of just bossing your child around, things like, let's just get all the plates off of the table and into the kitchen, we say, we will pick up the plates and we will take them to the kitchen. So it's a group effort. Yeah, I like that. Doing it together does make it seem less less bossy or less, you know, you better do it. But that idea of we're doing it together. And then once we're done with this, we can move on to the next thing that might be a little more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you're whining about something, Julie... They probably will too. Mm, valid. Yeah. And I think we all do that. I think we all go, ah, I don't want to clean the toilet or I don't want to change the bed again. Didn't I just do it 104 days ago? <laughs> but you're right. If you have that complaining tone, they'll pick it up. And there's almost nothing I hate more than a complaining, whiny tone. Yeah, it's kind of maybe, ugly, maybe he isn't doesn't it? like it either, huh? Yeah, and, and, but the point. other side—I mean, we're going to let it slip. There's going to be times where we go, we really don't want to do whatever it is. But if we do it anyway, hey, life lesson: we're teaching our child. You may not want to do that chore or your that thing in life, but you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, uh, my son came home from you know one of his preschool teachers, and she had taught him the phrase: "You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit." And when he first said that to me, I'm like, oh. <gasps> That was like music to my ears and I was so proud of him, but it's so true. And now I turn it around and say to him all the time, like, it's just teaching life lessons of, yeah, not everything is peaches and cream, but we got to do some things in life in order to, you know, grow up and manage the household. Yep, for sure. So let's start by saying you're going to create a routine in your house. You're going to create consistency. Now, I know that sounds terrifying. And you figure out what works for you. When I was a kid, my mom worked full time. So Saturday mornings, nobody left the house until the house was clean. And then you went to get donuts, right? Didn't you do donuts on Saturday mornings? Oh, she or did I make them. that up? Oh, she, she made she, them? Yes, she made donuts, which was the greatest reward in the entire world. So she's making donuts while you're cleaning the house? Yeah. I and can get know, behind that. It kind of works, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And I think what you said is key that it, you create what works for your family. So maybe Saturday mornings are priceless for you and you don't want to do that. But maybe that means Friday night, you know, an hour after you get home from school, we're going to tidy the place so that we can enjoy the weekend. So there is no one size fits all families, but you do have to figure out what works for your family. And then for the most part, you got to stick to it. Yeah, I love the for, for the most part, Julie. All right, for sure. Right. You're not going to do it right all the time. Yeah, and sometimes you do kind of have to throw out the rules and say, you know, today we're just doing our own thing and breaking away from the routine. But routines actually help children. Yeah, they Consistency do. is key for all of their mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have to start young. I think a lot of people think toddlers aren't capable of things. They're amazingly capable. There mm -hmm. are things that they can do... Little things, pick up toys, of course, that's an obvious. They can take their plates to the sink. In fact, I had my grandson at three helping me unload the dishwasher, and I thought my daughter was going to fall out because she's like, he's going to break your dishes. Did he? 
Nah, he almost did. He tried to get one up on a counter and almost missed, and I caught <laughs> oh, it midair. Good job. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm like, that's not important. My broken dishes don't matter. The fact that he wanted to help, and he was so proud of himself that he did, that's what mattered. That's true. And so you taught him that even at a young age, he can play a small role, and then as he gets older, he can get more responsibility. So, okay, you're saying toddlers can do something. So what are some other things toddlers can do? They can actually choose their own clothes. It may terrify you what they pick out. They might look crazy. Yeah, but they can. They could choose their own clothes. And, you know, you're talking maybe three or four-year-olds that want to do that. I don't know that a one-year-old can pull that off, but, um, you know, I think they can do that as well. I will confess, really only in the last couple months have I even asked him to get himself dressed because it's just easier. It's just easier if I do it. But I said to him the other morning, hey, bud, go get your clothes. I told him where they were. They were in the laundry basket because it's not like they'd been folded and put in his dresser. But he um, he found clothes in his laundry basket and came out and he was fully dressed. And I remember having a moment of like, oh, he can do that? <laughs> what have I been doing this whole time? Like, hello, this is the new lay of the land. Pick your own clothes, bro. Yeah, there you go. And the other thing you want him to do, Julie, is clean up their own messes. Whether it's their toys, which is obvious, but what if they spill milk? Do you want them to help clean up that mess? Yes, you do. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't think I did that either. Man, all this is doing is highlighting all the things that I didn't do. That's okay. There's grace. I can start over right now. There's grace for everyone involved. And you probably will come back after they leave the room and mop the floor or clean the table because you know it's sticky. They just moved it around. But, you know, they're learning that they make a mess, they clean it up. That's so true. All right. So the little ones, the toddlers, they can, you know, help with the dishwasher, even if they break stuff, choose their clothes, clean up messes. What what about once they, they get into elementary school? Like I said, mine's going to be starting real school soon. There's some things that he could definitely be doing once our life completely changes and we add the routine of going to school every day. Yeah. And it changes because what they can do at five years of age is going to be entirely different than they can do at 11 or 12. Yeah. And that's all of elementary. So During those years, everything from getting the trash can out of the bathroom and putting it in the kitchen to join all the other trash, they can handle that at five. They can put their own clothes away even at five or six or seven. When they get a little older, they might even be able to fold the clothes. Go figure. Uh, Dust the furniture. They can do that. So I think it seems like what you're saying is you can almost just give them a chance to try anything. And sure, if you figure out that they literally can't do it, then maybe you hold off on that. But there's no harm in trying something new. I like this idea. Now, what do you think about the whole allowances thing? Do you need to reward them for doing their chores? Yeah, I think there's a balance and there's totally different philosophies on this. I gave my girls allowances and part of it was tied to the chores And part of it was because I wanted them to learn budgeting. So they had these things they had to buy for themselves and they had to do it out of their money. So you do want to teach them that if they work hard, they can be financially compensated for it. But then you also want them to work because they are part of the family. So there's that balance of some things they have to do not to get a reward. And then there is just learning to handle money. Do you happen to remember when you started an allowance? Mm, I started it in elementary school. Okay. Yeah, I started it when they first started school. And, you know, there were more demands on what they needed to purchase, like school supplies and things like that, that sometimes I said, you buy this the pencils and I will buy everything else. Mm, I like that. I like that. Well, once they actually start school, that's definitely probably by then they should be able to pick their clothes, maybe even laying them out. 
helping with lunch, that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, again, as they get older, there's more of this they can do. And what's hysterical is when my youngest, she would lay her clothes out every single night, but it was like, you know, the form of a dead body on the floor, her (laughs) pants, her socks, her shoes. (laughs) Yeah, everything. And even she even bejeweled the dead body. It was a hoot. Like her necklace or whatever? Yeah, it was around the neck of the shirt, you know, but it was on the floor. She had it all ready to go. Did your other daughter also put her stuff out, but not not as nicely? Like, did she just put it like in a pile or? No, she she never did She wore blue on blue on blue. So it didn't really matter what she chose because she always wore blue. Oh, that's so funny. It's just a highlight of how every single kid is different. Yep. So by elementary school, what else could they be doing? They should be making their bed probably. Yeah, for sure. And the thing about making the bed, they're not going to do it the way you want them to do it. Mm. It's going to look messy. The pillows are going to be on the wrong end of the bed, but <laughs> as long as they make it, it's a win. Part of implementing these types of chores is you as a mom being okay with it, not being done the way you necessarily would do it. That's literally the point is that you're not doing it. Um, I'll confess, I've kind of said there are some things that I've continued to do for Lincoln longer than I probably should have. Some of that um, is, you know, because our life got turned upside down and I definitely kind of went through the season of, eh, well, he's lost his dad and so we're just surviving. And so we'll just, you know, I kind of let some things get lax and I'm trying to rein that in now. But also I'll admit and say there are things that I do for him out of convenience to me because it'll just be faster if I do it. But yeah. by doing that, I'm actually stunting him. You are. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not going to say you are, Julie. Oh, you're being sweet. No, because y- you'll get there. We all get there where we start asking them to step up and do more. And there's no permanent damage in missing 18 months of not doing the ask, okay? <laughs> there is not. That's you just true. have to find it sometime. Mm. You know, another thing about asking your kids to do things is you want to let them think about how they would do it what needs to be done and how they would do it. And it can be inventive. It can be different. Okay. okay, I like this. Yeah. I had, I can't remember which girl, but I was asking them to mop the kitchen floor and I walk in and there were two wet rags tied around her feet and she was just shuffling across the room. And I'm like, well, that ain't doing much, but I got to give it to you for creativity. (laughs) Well, and I think that right there even just highlights part of the way you make it not always, you know, cumbersome, but it can be an exciting challenge or something kind of fun and different and you can reward them for being inventive and you can kind of highlight their differences and then they end up being proud of themselves. The other day, Lincoln buckled himself in the seatbelt for the first time and I thought, wow, he probably should have been doing that a long time ago. One, so way to mom shame myself. Awesome. Two, the smile on his face that he had successfully done it. I mean, he was grinning ear to ear and I just told him how proud I was and what a big boy he was and high five and the whole deal. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they get to be proud of themselves when they do something new. You're absolutely right, Julie. And you want to reinforce their self-worth through life and accomplishment is part of it. And accomplishment around the home is kind of top of the list. I love though, when he'll come back and say, hey, since I did that thing, do I get a reward? Can I get this new toy? No, bruh. No. <laughs> you don't get a reward for everything. Some things, not everything. Some things, but not everything. He had already gotten a reward that day for going to the doctor. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to do what you got to do. Yep. You know, the other thing we need to be conscious of is the fact that it's okay if they don't do it perfectly, but kids are pretty darn smart. They know if you have expectations of how you want something done and they really shortchange you repeatedly, you may just step in and start doing it for them. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they grow up to be men who do this as well, right? Sometimes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> this is where it starts. So we need to nip this yeah. early and our future, young. <laughs> our future daughter-in-laws will appreciate that. Yes, Such truth. a good point, Dar. And we can see it in our little one's eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are trying to trick me. Yes. But I'm the adult here. <laughs> Try again. All right, Julie. Then we hit middle school, which is probably... Uh, collective sigh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is worst. so hard. I have friends who have kids in middle school, and I'm like, ugh, I'm so not ready for that. I mean, I haven't even started elementary school, so for me to be wasting brain space on worrying about middle school is so like a woman. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And middle school is not all bad. It just has its own unique challenges, and you just have to look for the good days. Yeah. Yeah, but they are at this point capable of a lot more than they were in elementary school. So at this point, they can definitely be packing their lunch, right? Like for sure oh, they should be doing that? Absolutely. And if you care what they eat, just don't have the things in your house that you don't want them to pack. All right, all right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But they can definitely do that and totally get themselves ready for school and even up to go to school. Oh, they should be able to fully get themselves up. I know people who still wake their high schoolers up. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that you won't do that forever because that's part of it. But remember that a lot of kids will do it on their own if you set the bar. If you let them try. Yeah, if you let them try. Uh, By middle school, is this when they're allowed to stay home? Because I think I was babysitting by the time I was a middle schooler. Yeah, and that I think that's real viable. Middle school, you can babysit. You can make some extra cash on the side. You know, you're not old enough to drive yet, so you might as well go make some money on Friday night. (laughs) They can stay home alone. They can babysit. They can do their own lunch. What else can they do? Are there any other kind of bigger chores that you're thinking this is definitely a time where they can be trusted with that? Yeah. I mean, they can vacuum the house. And in fact, they could even be as forward thinking as empty the vacuum bag and put a new one in. Go figure. Do vacuums still come with bags? Is that a thing? I think a lot of them do. Just empty it anyway. Okay. Yeah, right. you can't just fill it. I not mean, that actually it. reminded me that mine probably needs emptying, and that's still on me with my preschooler. <laughs> yes. Um, they can mow the lawn. Oh, good one. They can change light bulbs. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that they can do around the house that are simple, not that difficult of task, but it's part of keeping your house up. Gotcha. All right. So middle school, like you said, is not all bad. It comes with just growing more responsibility. And because middle school is so hard emotionally, probably setting your kid up to, you know, see themselves kind of growing and maturing and being able to be a little more active around the house probably will help their confidence, which might be taking a beating at school, right? Yeah. Even if they're whining and moping the entire time they're doing it, it absolutely does still create a sense of accomplishment in them. I know something we have talked about a lot, both on and off the show, is part of our responsibility of parenting is to prepare our kids to be responsible, well-rounded, meaningful members of society and, you know, giving them these opportunities to grow in responsibility is part of us setting them up to be successful adults one day. It is. And I do think middle school is one of the hardest times because, You know, you you need to set your routine when they're younger. So in middle school, they still have that routine on what's expected of them and what day or time that you do it. So it's pre-established. It's really hard to change it when they're in middle school and their emotions are off the chart. And then you might, you know, they're they're hormonal at that time. Uh So you might give them a pass. You might say, you know what, you're having a really rough day. So this week, I'm going to do this for you. Next week, you're back on. But this week, I'm going to give you a break. 
That actually makes me think of a recent article from one of our staff members, actually, Megan Dawson. She wrote a piece about her son who is in middle school and was having a rough patch. And it was so sweet because in it, she really talked about how I know that all the parenting books would tell me that I shouldn't rescue my son. And I think it really was about bringing his homework. I shouldn't rescue him, but I know my son and I know specifically where he is right now. And I know he needs me to show him love by, you know, bringing this to him. And so there's kind of that line of you know in your mom gut when your child needs you to just give him a win. So I'll make sure I link to that in the show notes. It was called Mom, You Know When Your Kid Needs a Win. Yeah, it's a great one. And I think that's a constant thing for mothers is to remember your child's not a robot that just performs duties. What you want is to teach them responsibility, but you also want to teach them grace and compassion and that you will stand by them and love them through all of their struggles. And sometimes that means, you know, helping them out. Sometimes that means covering for them. Yeah. All right. So after middle school comes high school and it's the beginning of the end. (laughs) Why am I sad about that? I'm not even in kindergarten, but I can imagine that it's sad when you get to high school. It's both. I actually found it both a little bit sad because they were growing up, but a little bit liberating because, you know, it wasn't long after they start high school that they can drive. Mm. Yeah, that's terrifying. (laughs) But at the same time, they have independence Mm. that they can do things that they weren't able to do before because they weren't mobile. Yeah. And getting into high school where they are, you know, starting to drive, then you've got to figure out how to help them know time management and, you know, over scheduling themselves and how to have time to do their schoolwork and have extracurricular time and maybe adding in a job. All of that sounds pretty overwhelming. It is. And they have become busier in those years because with their independence comes more opportunities. And you want them to take advantage of some of those opportunities, but they should never think that family responsibility is not part of their life. Yeah, I can imagine them being like, oh, I can't empty the dishwasher because I've got to get to soccer practice. Mm -hmm. And it's your job to help them remember that you're part of the family before you're part of the team. Yeah. So after soccer practice, it's still going to be there. It just needs to be done before tomorrow morning. Exactly. So what are some practical examples of things that you might add on to their plate once you've got a high schooler as far as responsibilities around the house? Yeah. And, you know, maintain the other ones. If they're the ones that take the trash out every week, they need to still be the one that Mm. takes the trash out every week. Probably just not chore charting it anymore. By the time high school comes around, there's no (laughs) No stars, stickers. Stars on their forehead this time. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh -uh. don't need to do that now. Um, But you can add things that you can take advantage of their independence. Give them a grocery list and let them go to the grocery store and pick up what you need. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Let them be part of it. Um, The other thing, and what's hysterical, Julie, is when they first get their license, they're like, what errand do you want me to run? Uh I I remember saying, I'll go get the milk. Yeah. They (laughs) love it for a while. So so take advantage of it. Absolutely. That's That's true. Yeah. You also said that by now they might be, especially if you're a working parent, you might be having them help prepare the family dinner. Yeah. Tell me all about this. Well, maybe, I, maybe they need to use Tara's Kitchen. Absolutely. They could use one of the delivery services and make it simple. Or you can just let them make what they make, whether it's spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Okay. They can make have a spaghetti night or a pizza night or a whatever. You know, the, the reality is if you come home to a meal that's already prepared, I don't, I think as a working mom, you don't really care what it is. Absolutely. So beyond helping with groceries and continuing to unload the dishwashers, High school seems to be another big time where they're really maturing and having to learn more about making decisions because, you know, in a few short years, they're going to be 
for lack of a better word, on their own. So what are some things that we should be doing to help them learn those kinds of skills? Mm, I think you need to let their independence grow. You know, when they're in freshman in high school, there's one level of independence. When they're a senior, there's a whole nother level of independence. Mm -hmm. I remember my father looking at me my senior year a few months before graduation, and he said, you're going to be out of here in four months. If you haven't figured it out now, there's nothing I can do. So the decision's yours. Wow. Yeah. Way to go, Dad. Yeah. I remember, do you know what's funny, though, Julie? As a high school senior, I went, I don't Uh know if I want the responsibility of that decision. Because all of a sudden, I'm accountable for whatever happens. But I'm sure that conversation didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, over your high school career, you were probably given more opportunities to make decisions and therefore make mistakes and have to learn from them, right? Yeah, and I think that's part of it, is you do allow them more decision-making Within the high school years, you know, whether it's what clubs they belong to or if they play sports or if they don't play sports, you know, what classes they take, you know, do it together. But you want to allow them more and more decisions so that that particular muscle is being exercised while they're still under your roof. Yeah. You've definitely talked a little bit about that. Even in the in your book, Raising Great Girls, I know you unpacked some of the things we've talked about on this episode that it's all a, as they grow and mature, you just add a little bit more and you're explaining more about the long-term consequences and benefits of adopting these new responsibilities as they grow older. I'll make sure to link to the book in the show notes as well. I know that's your favorite when I bring it up and you don't have to, but it all makes sense. It's always a constant building process. We're not going to expect them to wake up, you know, as a first grader and be, you know, mowing the lawn, but (laughs) but come (laughs) senior year, they should be mowing the lawn and, you know, getting an after school job. Yeah, they should. And they should be solving more and more of their own problems. Mm. You don't need to be solving them for them. Mm. They need to process the challenges and come up with solutions. Hopefully your relationship is such that you are still a sounding board, but you want them to find their own answers to their life dilemmas. They're definitely going to make decisions that you wouldn't have made or don't necessarily agree with, and then they're going to have to reap consequences, right? That's just part of being a kid. Yeah, it is part of being a kid. And, you know, you want to hopefully keep them from the consequences that change their life, but sometimes consequences are good things. I mean, I know I still learn from consequences, and I'm an adult. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think we all still learn, and yes. Yeah. So there's an element of setting up expectations, um, making it clear what they're supposed to do, and then allowing them to reap both rewards or consequences when those expectations aren't met. And the balancing act of motherhood is figuring out when to give grace, when to show grit, um, and help them to learn that you didn't do that thing or you did it in the wrong way. And so this is now what the consequence is, but there's still love and acceptance even when you do the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you're letting your child clean up their own mess, whether it's milk as a toddler or whether it's something, a car accident as a high schooler, then they are learning that that's part of life. Well, like you said, sometimes we'll be the ones executing consequences and sometimes life shows them consequences, whether that's they get a bad grade or they lose their job because they weren't a model employee. I mean, those things happen, right? They do happen and you need to allow them to happen because they will learn from those. Yeah. 
And sometimes we need to show them the grace that they're not going to get from their school or their boss or their friends in order to foster that relationship. But at the end of the day, we know when they need one and when they need the other. And then there's going to be times where we mess up and we apply the wrong answer there, whether we discipline too harshly or offer too much grace. And then we get to course correct and figure it out again. It's all a learning process. It is. And even that, Julie, is teaching your child how to be an adult is you're not going to always do it right, but you are going to adjust and you're going to figure it out. And sometimes you're going to apologize mm-hmm. and say, I shouldn't have been that hard on you, or I should have understood more. Or sometimes you say, you know what? I forgot to ground you that week. It's this week. I'm going to have to do it now. Yeah, because ultimately the end goal of all parenting is to prepare them for life. And they're watching how we do it. They're listening to how we speak to them. They're going to, like you said before, they're going to model us both in word and deed. And that can be terrifying, but it also can be such a beautiful opportunity to pour into our kids' lives from pre-K three, all the way up to dropping them off at college. Yeah. And I think from the beginning of this as a toddler, you're teaching them they are part of a family unit. They have responsibility, but it is also their safe place. It is the place they will be loved when the rest of the world could be challenging. Mm, That's so true and so sweet. Dar, (laughs) that was precious. All right. Well, this has given me a lot to think about. So thank you. And maybe not thank you for that. (laughs) But I'm about ready to wrap this up, put it in the trash and ask my toddler to take it out. So Ah, lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have a quote to end this one? I do. We're going to quote Abigail Van Buren. If you want children to keep their feet on the ground, put some responsibility on their shoulders. All right, mamas, you got this. So here's to another week of parenting with both grit and grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.